And about you, if you would, open your Bibles with me, and I would suggest that you uh, maybe put your bulletin in one passage and your finger in the other, however you want to do it. We are going to look at uh, two brief passages in the Old Testament dealing with the beginning of the year. We'll look at Leviticus 23, verses 23 to 25, and Numbers 29, verses 1 to 6. So you might uh, somehow mark both of those so that you can turn back and forth. According to the Colorado Springs Gazette, Britt Jones is facing a dilemma today. Well, he may have resolved his dilemma, I don't know. As the new member of the Colorado Springs Adaman Club, Jones, at 63, has the time-honored duty to lead hikers up Pikes Peak today for the New Year's Eve fireworks atop the summit. But he might be compromised by his knee, scheduled for a meniscus repair in January. He's thinking cortisone shots will help, and he says, and prayer, I'm praying in earnest. Now, if he had asked me, and he didn't, I would have encouraged him to rest his knee and to enjoy God's rest on this New Year's Eve as it falls on the Lord's Day. But how will you spend New Year's Eve? Obviously, some of you have chosen it. All of you who are here have chosen to spend it worshiping God together with his saints. How will you spend this new year as we come to the beginning of the year? I think consideration of that is not in vain. So here, the word of God, uh, Leviticus 23, 23 through 25. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blasts of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. And then turn over to uh, Numbers chapter 19, the first six verses. I'm sorry, Numbers chapter 29, the first six verses. On the first day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. It is a day for you to blow the trumpets, and you shall offer a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma to the Lord, one bull from the herd, one ram, seven male lambs, a year old without blemish, also their grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs, with one male goat for a sin offering to make atonement for you. Besides the burnt offering of the new moon and its grain offering, and the regular burnt offering and its grain offering, and their drink offering, according to the rule for them, for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. Let me ask the Lord's blessing on our consideration of his word this evening. Father, we do ask that you would teach us from your law passages that we might not think about often and might not think about in terms of this new year, but we pray that you would direct our thoughts that the meditations, the words of my mouth, the meditation of our heart together might be pleasing in your sight, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. The beginning of the year, the Jewish uh, holiday, the Jewish calendar, it's Rosh Hashanah, ahead of the year. Now, Rosh Hashanah doesn't appear in either of these texts, but it does appear in Ezekiel 40. In the 25th year of our exile, at the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month in the 14th year after Jerusalem had been captured on the very day the Lord's hand was on me. And we, we think, well, the, the beginning of the year should be the first month of the year, but in God's uh, economy, it was the seventh month of the year. And in that seventh month of the year, the people of God were to remember 
the works that God had done. On the first day of that month was the beginning of the year. And uh, this year, the Jewish New Year, uh, I didn't remember this. I may have learned it in the past, but it takes place over a period of three days. It starts at moonrise on the night of, let's see, uh, 2nd of October, 2024, and ends at nightfall on Friday, 4th October, 2024. And that's the, the month where their numbering changes. So you're going to start having to remember to write 2024 starting tomorrow. Well, for the Jews come October 2nd, they're going to have to remember to write 5785. The, their, their Jewish year will change. It's the start of the year in worship terms. It's, it's like a fiscal year that some companies operate under. They don't, don't always begin in the month of January. It's the Jewish New Year. And what do we learn in these two passages about this first day of the seventh month of the year, this new year? Well, we see that it's a memorial. It's a memorial. Uh, Leviticus speaks about it being a commemoration, remembering what God has done. And over and over and over, we're called in the Scripture, remember what God has done. Remember the Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. Remember the Lord's victory over their enemies. Remember Israel uh, before God. Remember atonement. Remember sin. And remember the Lord. Malachi tells us about a book of remembrance being written for those who feared the Lord and had a high regard for his name. Is your name in that book of remembrance? The first of the year for the people of God was a memorial. Secondly, it was a blowing of the trumpets. Although there's a difficulty, and so in the outline I've said blowing of the trumpets or voices. And many of our English Bibles will have a, a heading at the beginning of Leviticus 23, uh, 23 the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, Numbers 26, offerings for the Feast of Trumpets. The only difficulty with that is that there's actually no trumpets in the Hebrew in either of those texts. It's the year of the blast, or of the noise, or of the shouting. Now, it's very likely that in the Jewish practice, it was a blast on the trumpet. But the word that's translated in our English Bibles, the Feast of Trumpets, or the, the, the blast of the trumpets, is really just a noise, a loud noise. Uh, one Jewish website says this, the, the use of a trumpet to make noise is not specifically commanded. The Torah places the emphasis on this day, of this day, on the noise instead of the device. In other words, this day is a day of great noise. Now, those are your parents. You probably have days of great noise in your homes and your families. And they're not necessarily a day to remember. Uh, sometimes they're a day to forget. But this noise, this blast of voices or blast of trumpets was a day to remember. A day, if you will, of applause, of praise, of proclamation. The blasts on a trumpet were often used in the nation of Israel. They were used to call the people to assemble. They were used to announce the movement of the camps. They were used to call people at times of war or at times of appointed feasts. The watchman would stand on the walls, someone has said, on the hills around Jerusalem on this day of the, this first day of the year, and they would watch for when the moon was sighted. And when the moon was sighted, they would blow the trumpets 
to alert everyone that the moon had been sighted, that the new year had begun. And so this site makes reference to it being a day of blowing, a day of noise, a day of blasts, a day of trumpets or voices. And then the third thing we see from uh, both Leviticus and Numbers that it was a holy assembly. It was a sacred assembly. It was a day in which they were to observe a Sabbath rest. They were to do no ordinary work, no special offerings. Now, New Year's Eve is often a day of assembly, though not necessarily a holy assembly. Back in the time when we were in Australia, about a half million would gather in the in Melbourne city center, Melbourne downtown, as we would call it, uh, for the New Year's celebrations. There would be an assembly. But this is a call to a holy assembly. And so what I wanted to do is think about what we might do as we consider our new year. How might we think about the end of a year and the beginning of a year, not trying to implement an Old Testament feast for today, but trying to learn from God's pattern with his people in the Old Testament, how might we carry out ourselves in this new day? There are things here that we need to do all year long, but the new year is a time of turning. It is a time of change. It is a time of considering these things. And so the three things that I'd like us to encourage us to think about, the three things that we're going to sing about, the first of them is remember. Remember. Remember what God has done for you in this year that's about to end. Remember your redemption. I think too often we remember our sin and we forget our redemption. What we're told is if you sin, repent, acknowledge it to God, acknowledge it to those you sin against, and then forget it because God has forgotten it. God, God tells us that in his forgiveness, he will remember our sin no more. Now, some of us are getting to the age where we have trouble remembering things. That's not the way God doesn't remember our sin. It's not as if God says, I, I know you did something wrong, but I can't quite remember what it was. No, God makes the deliberate, intentional action of setting that sin away. It's been covered by Christ. It's been paid for. If we, repent, if we, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I think we don't often enough confess and repent and ask for and seek forgiveness. And because of that, we're inclined to remember our sin more than we ought to. We ought to remember our redemption. And remember the victories that you've had in the Lord. As you think about this year past, what has the Lord done in your life that is worth remembering? I don't know if you're journalers or not. Some people are, some people aren't. No command to be a journaler. But those who journal sometimes might, at the end of the year, want to remember what are the victories that God gave in this year past? Or what are the good providences of God in your life? And for us, some of those would be a move to Colorado Springs, a call from this congregation to pastor the people of God. Remember the good providences of God in your life. And remember those who encouraged you in the Lord. I remember receiving a letter from one of my sons-in-law in which he said, at this time of the new year, I was remembering those who'd encouraged me in the Lord. And he just wrote a note to me to thank me for the ways that I had encouraged him in the Lord in the year past. Let me commend that idea to you. As you remember those who have encouraged you in the Lord, don't just remember it to the Lord, 
but remember it to them. And remember that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I don't know how you feel at the end of the year. Maybe you're just worn out. You're ready for a holiday tomorrow, a day of rest, although some of you have told me you have to work tomorrow. But as you remember your labor in the Lord is not in vain, might you be encouraged? Might you be invigorated? Might you be prepared for the year to come? Knowing that whatever you do, if you do it in the Lord, it will, be, it will not be in vain. And so now I want us to sing about remembering. If you have the outline, we're going to sing those three psalms. I'm going to comment briefly on them. Um, we'll stand for the third of each of those three. The first one is Psalm 42D. If you want to turn to Psalm 42D, you might think this one an odd one to, to sing. Uh, I hope you don't. But it's remembering God in hard times. And remembering in hard times that God is so sovereign over those hard times. And it's remembering in those hard times God's steadfast love. And it's reminding my downcast soul to remember to trust in God and to remember that God is my helper. And so we'll remain seated, but let's sing Psalm 42D, the three stanzas. My help. 
And now turn to Psalm 78, Selection A. In this psalm, we're called to remember God's works, his strength, his wonders, and his word. And then those of us who are parents are called to remember to teach our children to trust in God, to remember his works, to keep his commandments. And so let's sing to the Lord's praise, Psalm 78A. sing Psalm 105, Selection A. In Psalm 105A, we're called to remember his wondrous works. Let me just encourage you, as we sing, remember his wondrous works. Think about what wonderful things God has done for you. God is a personal God, and he's done things personally for you. And don't just sing about remembering his wonderful works, but remember them. And remember his eternal covenant. You will be my people. I will be your God. We'll stand as we sing these uh, five verses, Psalm 105a. Oh, thank the Lord, my God, 
Well, I think it's good at the turn of the year as well as all of the time to remember. But then secondly, to assemble. And I'm not suggesting that we have a special New Year's Day service, although I think it would certainly not be inappropriate to call God's people together at the beginning of the year to worship Him. But the sacred assembly for us, the holy convocation, is weekly, twice weekly, each Lord's Day, coming to worship. I just encourage you to commit again to the weekly holy assembly of the people of God. I'm thankful that you as a church delight to worship God together. And I just want to commend that to you, to meet with God in his holy assembly. It's here in a, in a particular way. We'll sing about that in Psalm 87. Well, it's in a particular way that God delights in the assembly of his people, in the gathering together of his people. And certainly, we come to give worship, and that's a vital aspect of our life as Christians. But we also come to receive grace. We come to worship God so that we might receive grace. And so let's sing about assembling. We're going to begin with 22D. 22D calls us together to sing praise to God, and in the gathering to sing his praise praise that he's provided for us to sing. So we'll remain seated for this one, Psalm 22D.
yet stayed. He has not turned away his face from any one in trouble great. When any cry to him in grief, he heard his prayer and said, Breathe, leave. And as we continue to sing about assembling, we'll sing Psalm 87. Sorry, the wheels are loose. Psalm 87, Selection A. And uh, it says here in the book of Psalms for worship, the Lord's foundation has been set upon the holy hills. He loves the gates of Zion more than homes where Jacob dwells. What does that mean? Well, commentators are pretty universally agreed that what God is saying here is he loves the assembly of his people even more than he loves the individual homes of his people. And we need to understand how much God loves the individual people that he has saved and how much God loves our homes that he cares about and he brings us instruction in, in living in a home, but even in a greater way, the assembly is a place that God loves his people. And so we assemble as those who were born again. It doesn't use the term here, born again, but it says of this one and that one, those who were otherwise enemies of God and his people, this one was born in Jerusalem. That one was born in Jerusalem. This one was born here. That one was born here. And so we come together as those who've been born in the family of God, born again through faith in Jesus Christ. So we'll sing together Psalm 87, Selection A. La 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 The Lord's foundation has been set upon the holy hills. He loves our gates of Zion more than homes where Jacob dwells. About you glorious things are said, O city of our God. Establish your 
And then as we continue to sing about assembling, we'll sing Psalm 122, Selection A, and just a comment before we sing. It's a psalm that says, I was glad. I was filled with joy and gladness when they said, let's come to the house of the Lord. And I, I hope that's your experience week by week. But I suspect there are times that you get up on the Lord's Day morning and you just don't feel like going to church. Maybe you've had a hard week. Maybe you've got a difficulties coming forward. Maybe you're in disagreement with someone in the church. I hope not. If, if so, make peace with them and then come to the Lord's house. But might it be that we come to the Lord's house with joy and gladness, even if at first glance we don't feel that way. I can testify in my own life that during really difficult, dark times, it was the weekly assembly of the people of God that sustained me that encouraged my soul in ways that I often didn't expect. And notice that there's a corporateness. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Come on, let's go. Let's go to church. Let's go together. And so care about each other in the assembly. And if you notice somebody's not here, check up on them. Just say, hey, we missed you. It wasn't the same to not be sitting in front of you or behind you. We want to worship God together. There's joy and gladness to assembly. We stand together with God's people in God's house. We work and pray for this, for the good of God's house, for the good of this congregation. We're not all the church, but we are the church. And we seek the good of the church, of this congregation, even as we assemble week by week. So let's sing about this assembly. Let's stand and sing with joy and gladness on 122A. Thrones of David. 
So we're called to remember, we're called to assemble, and lastly, we're called to proclaim. And those of you who know that I sometimes have acronyms in the sermon outline, there's nothing there. It's, it's rap. It has nothing to do with rap. It's just three words that are important to us as the people of God, that we remember, that we assemble, and that we, pro- we proclaim. Well, what is it that we're to proclaim? We're to proclaim that the Lord is king. We're to proclaim that the Lord is God and that the Lord is my God. We're to proclaim that the Lord is Savior and that the Lord is my Savior. We're to sound forth a warning to people for their, for their sin. And we're to sound forth the gospel. And so let me encourage you, as this year draws to an end and the new year will be here in just a few hours, to renew your commitment to announce, even to shout that the Lord is God. And think about how we might do that collectively as a church. I've begun working on a little gospel, uh, an an information booklet with a gospel tract that we might use for the church, especially as we introduce ourselves to a new neighborhood that, Lord willing, we'll be in before too many more uh, months. And so think about how is it that we can make a blast, a blast of noise, as it were, not to be obnoxious, but to tell people that the Lord is God. The trumpet in the New Testament was most often connected with the coming of the Lord, And so as we proclaim the kingship of God and the salvation of God, we also proclaim his return. The Lord will return, and he will bring justice for all. We're encouraged to look forward to and to hasten the coming of the Lord. And so let me encourage you in 2024 to live as if the Lord would return next year or Live as if he would call you to himself next year. Whether he does or not, you'll be blessed, and God will be glorified by that. And so let's sing about proclaiming. We'll start with Psalm 47, Selection A. Psalm 47A calls us to proclaim, to sing praise to God. In fact, uh, it says here in... Oh, I have to look. The end of stanza 2. Sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise, sing praises to our King. And when I first saw that in the new, uh, what's now not a new Psalter, but the book of Psalms for worship, I thought, is that, is there a little uh, padding there to to fill out uh, the the metrical tune? No, it's not. Uh, Psalm 47 says, sing praise, sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King. We sing praise and we proclaim that he puts the nations under our feet. Even those who are in in hostility to God are under the rule of Christ and are under the pronouncement that we make of his gospel. We proclaim his love for his people. We proclaim his reign, and we proclaim his holiness. And so let's sing about proclaiming Psalm 47, Selection A. And I don't know if you want to clap your hands, but you can shout when you sing the word shout. It's okay, even in Reformed Presbyterian churches. Psalm 47A, let's sing praise together. Dun, 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 dun. Hmm. Let me try again. All nations clap your hands for joy. To God lift shouts and sing. For awesome is the Lord Most High, above all earth, great King. He brings the peoples under us, 
with mastery complete. And he it is who nations all subdues beneath our feet. The land of our inheritance he chooses out for us, and he to us a glory gives of Jacob, whom he loves. God has ascended with a shout, the Lord with trumpeting. Sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise, sing praises to our King. For God is King of all the earth, sing praise with skillfulness. God rules the nations, God sits on his throne of holiness. The princes of the peoples join as men of Abram's God. The shields of earth belong to him, exalted highest God. And then we'll sing from Psalm 89, Selection A. In Psalm 89, Selection A, we begin by declaring that we will proclaim forever the loving kindness of the Lord, forever. Not just this evening, not just on the Lord's Day, forever we'll proclaim the loving kindness of the Lord. We'll proclaim His faithfulness to generation after generation. I love seeing the generations here at Springs Reformed Church. And if you're not part of the generations, you're still part of Springs Reformed Church, and you might be part of the generations to come. And I think that's a great blessing to see how God works generationally with his people, and we proclaim his faithfulness to generation after generation. Not only do we pro proclaim him forever, but we proclaim his forever faithful love, his eternal faithful love. There will never be a moment that God is not faithful to you. There will never be a moment that God is not faithful to us. And so we proclaim that. And we proclaim his covenant. And whenever we think of his covenant, I will be your God, you will be my people. Remember and proclaim his covenant kept in his only begotten son. And so let's sing uh, to the Lord's praise, proclaiming him in Psalm 89, Selection A. Dun, da, 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 da. The loving kindness of the Lord forever I will sing. Your faithfulness to every age, my mouth in song shall sing. I will proclaim your steadfast love forever will endure. Your faithfulness in heaven high, you will establish sure. I've made a covenant with him, who is my chosen one. To David, who my servant is, what I have sworn be done. 
Your seed I will establish firm forever to endure. And I through every coming age will make your throne secure. The praises of your wonders, Lord, the heavens shall express in counsel of the holy ones your faithfulness confess for who in heaven with the lord could ever be compared among the ranks of angels great who has his likeness shared? And then we'll proclaim the Lord through Psalm 96, Selection A. And Psalm 96A tells us to proclaim every day that the Lord saves. I've said it before, you only have to proclaim the salvation of God on the days of the week that end with the letter Y. But I wonder, I wonder in this new year to come, what if we did, individually and collectively, every day, proclaim the salvation of God? Not necessarily to unbelievers around you, though, as you have opportunity, do that. But we need to proclaim the salvation of God every day to ourselves, to our children, to our husbands and our wives. And I suspect that if we resolved, and with the Lord's help we carried through, to proclaim every day in 2024, God saves, Jesus saves, that we would be built up. We'd be built up in Christ, and perhaps the Lord would use that even to draw in those who are lost, that he seeks to save. And so let's stand and sing these words of praise, Psalm 96, Selection A. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, sing a new song to the Lord, all us sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. He saves each day, proclaim his glory to all nations. Show his deeds, let peoples know. The Lord is great, great praise he's to He's feared above all gods. For people's gods, mere idols are the Lord, the heavens made. Before him honor, majesty, and strength, and splendor. All glory to the Lord, all strength ascribe unto the Lord, give glory to his name. Come to the Lord into his court and bring an invite you to stay standing if you will 
And think about this question. How will you spend the beginning of this year? How will you spend the entire year? Let me encourage you to remember, to assemble, and to proclaim. We'll sing the second part of Psalm 96. As we remember, as we assemble, as we proclaim, we do it in the beautiful, righteous, holy robes of Christ that have been given us by faith. And so let's sing his praise, Psalm 96b. Special thanks to our presenters this evening and to Robin for arranging refreshments. I'm just going to briefly ask the Lord's blessing before pronouncing the benediction. Father, we do thank you that you're a God who is worthy to be remembered. You're a God who is worthy to assemble together to worship. You're a God who is worthy to be proclaimed. We thank you for the many good gifts, including the gift of this food that we'll partake of in just a few minutes. We thank you for this year and all the happenings that take, took place. We thank you for the year to come. And pray that we would remember that you are with us, and that you are with us always, even to the very end of the age. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come, and that we would live in the year to come, as if it would be the year that you do come, whether you do or not, 
that we give glory to your name. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now receive by faith the blessing of God, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be yours at the end of 2023 through 2024 and forever. Amen.